Hey, 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 it's me, Rad, celebrity hairstylist here, your host of the Hairstylist Empowerment Podcast. I'm so glad you joined us today. Today is going to be something extra special. We're going to listen to a man who's had an incredible journey and he's still going through his journey. So let's listen as you hear Chad tell his story. Hey everybody, uh, it's Chad. I'm coming to you live from my mom's and stepdad's ranch. Um, I'm gonna wait for a few people to get online and just kind of join the video. Um, I have some things on my chest and some things on my heart and just, ooh, lizard. <laughs> just in general that I wanted to kind of um, explain or get out or whatever you wanna call it. Um, so I'm just gonna wait a few minutes. Hope you guys are having a good weekend. It's Labor Day weekend. Um, it's kind of been a crazy month for me. Um, if you're jumping on and you're watching this again, just hit hashtag replay if you're not catching it live, just so I can see everyone that uh, was on. But uh, I'll wait just a few more seconds and kind of get ready for this. <laughs> it's a lot. Um, so I want to start off by saying um, thank you for the incredible amount of response for my first live video I did. It was about my dad. Um, today is one month since we had had lost him he was in a fatal car accident on uh, august 4th um of you know 2021 hey olivia um and so um you know since then um i've had some situations in my own life that i kind of wanted to touch on and you know if at one point helps one person um then i've done my job and at the end of the day it's all about that and i can't you know i might cry i might yell i might scream i'm not sure what's gonna happen here but you guys are catching it so um, a lot of people do and some people don't know, but I'll go into a little bit of a backstory of me and where I'm at today. Um, so 721 of July, I was arrested for a charge that I've been chasing uh, away from my entire life. Um, I started at 23 with, you know, drugs and, and it was something that took over my life. Um, I am trying to do this live video as a way to kind of free myself of the the daily anxiety and stuff that follows with it. And I just wanted to kind of live my own truth and raw and real and kind of maybe give someone hope that's watching or give someone else that may action. Oh, there we go. Okay. Um, hopefully you guys are seeing this. I'm not sure, but um, I'm gonna keep going. So, you know, it followed with um, kind of going back. I know, are you guys getting it? <laughs> Okay, hopefully it's working now. I took my Wi-Fi off. So, um, anyways, I uh, I started 721. I was arrested in Okeechobee County for a charge that I've been running away from for 15 or 16 years. Um, I won't go into detail too much, but just know that it's not something that I'm proud of. Um, but now I know that God was kind of working through that whole thing for me, and here's why. So, while in jail for this incredible, huge weight on my shoulders that's still there... Um, hey Courtney, I, um, you know, I went in 721, 21, and I've still been sober since that date. Um, thankfully, um, with the amount of prayer I've had and the amount of people that have, you know, came up to me and said, I love you. And, you know, just, you know, hugging and, and whatnot, the prayers have worked here. I am sober still, um, you know, and the weekend before I go to treatment, um, Monday and the weekend before I, you know, I told people like, once I get everything straight, I'm going to get online and tell everyone about it because, you know, you guys need to know. Um, I've been so 
busy <laughs> over the last month with my dad and everything. Hey, Amanda. Um, you know, I don't think people understand the quite the magnitude of treatment and exactly what that entails. So this is what I wanted to talk about. I was in jail in 721. I was in jail through 812. Um, if you guys know my brother, my, my father passed away on 84, which I found out while I was in jail. Um, my mom and my brother had to come and tell me about my father while I was dressed in orange. And, um, you know, that was the literal, probably lowest point I've ever been in in my life. If you guys have ever, and I know Courtney, I saw her today. If you guys have ever even known about how rock, rock bottom that was for me, I felt like scum. I felt low. I felt, you know, so many emotions that I've never in my life felt that I would even know. Um, existed and you know sitting there with my brother squeezing my hand the tightest I've ever felt him in my life and tell me that my father had passed away you know was was probably the worst um, I'm gonna cry <laughs> the worst feeling in the world that I could ever imagine and um, going from that rock bottom to now um, is like has been incredible so this week um, for the last three weeks actually I got out of jail on the 12th, and um, this whole thing started for me with my grandmother passing away, my mom's mom. And, um, you know, if you understand dates and numbers with me, you'll understand that that um, 8-12 was the day that my grandmother passed away. Well, that was also the day that I got out of jail. I walked out of that jail on 8-12. I had a bond reduction hearing um, the day before by a, lawyer, by a public defender that wasn't even my public defender. He happened to hear my mom's voicemail and was standing behind them and just happened to take the case... Um, to get me out of jail so I go to my dad's funeral because I was still there. Um, we had to to push it back because of an uncle having COVID. So all this stuff kind of like just kind of transformed and morphed into me getting out on the 12th, which I had called when I got into jail. Um, and so we got the bond reduction that morning. My mom pulled, you know, was there. She had to come up to witness Anne and attest that my father was actually having a funeral and um, you know, eight twelve was the day my grandmother passed away, which is really when all of this kind of started for me and all of this kind of, you know, really hit home and just started, started knocking out the park. I said, well, she's gone. Who cares? Like, I'm going to run to the races and, and hit it hard. And, you know, I didn't care. I wanted to numb all the pain from her. And it was my favorite. You know, I had so much, so many memories and so much love for me, mama. And I lived with them for two and a half years. And it's just like it was she was gone. And I couldn't even attend her funeral because I was too messed up. And so it's like, you know, I, I, you know, I call myself out for that and I've had people call me out for it. And, you know, I, I want to thank you for fueling my fire and fueling the reason why I'm sober today. But, you know, eight twelve was the day that I got out of jail and I walked out of that jail and didn't know what to do with myself. Um, I gazelle ran across the courthouse. I tell people that story cause it's kind of funny, but I, you know, I just, I got to my mom's office, which was about a half a mile away. And she laughed cause she was like, did you walk over here? I'm like, no mom, I ran. Um, I ran away from that place and I never want to go back. And, um, you know, I have, um, my, my father was buried, um, two years to the day my grandmother was buried, which was August 16th. So, um, you can kind of see how this is already kind of evolving into something bigger than me. And, um, you know, from that day on, I sent, I spent hours. when I tell you hours, I have spent 50 or 60 hours on the phone trying to get myself into treatment. Now, I've heard people in the past say, why doesn't he just go to treatment? Why doesn't he just go? Well, let me tell you why. Because you can't go and knock on the door of treatment facility and say, hey, I'm here. I'm ready. It doesn't, it's not like that. So I've spent since August 12th until this past Wednesday trying to find a place that would accept my insurance, 
that would take an HMO Blue Cross and Blue Shield and that actually would listen to me. I actually had one treatment center, which actually I'm going to, um, in Plant City deny me because I was sober since 721 on my own and with God and with your prayers. But, you know, that's ridiculous in my opinion. That's, that's insane in my opinion. And honestly, it's because of my perseverance as a person and as my dad's son to go and be like, no, that's not okay. That's not right. But you know what? It's protocol. It's a business. I understand that too. I'm a business owner, but you know what? I've been sober. I had, I, it didn't matter that I hit it hard every day for two years up until that point. It mattered that I was sober on my own. We don't want you here. Well, I'm sorry. Um, I want to get help. Thank you very much. My name is Chad and I need help. So, you know, I actually hung the phone and was mad at them. I was really upset and mad and hurt and actually really upset at the situation because I'm like, here I am. Literally, I have called. Okay, so here's the deal. I called uh, one of my clients had to set it up for me. I would call this guy that would know this person to go this number that would go this number that would this number. I had eight people when I talked to on the phone, eight different people saying eight different things to me. And each phone call lasted about an hour. So I called them and I have to tell my entire story. Hi, this is Chad. I've been doing drugs for two years. I also had a six years of sobriety. You know, the whole big thing every single time I called. So it was an hour phone call every time I called. I called eight different people one night and was literally on the phone till 1130. You know, so like people you don't understand when you have loved ones or people that are trying to get into treatment, you know, this is a pivotal moment for them. This, this six weeks that I've been sober since all of this stuff has happened in my life has been an entire huge blessing at the end of the day. And, you know, I know people are going to jump on and people are going to say, you know, why this? Why don't you go to a state facility? Why don't you do this? Because I need help. I need more help than just sitting in front of a 12-step program book and looking at it. I need inner healing. I need some, some serious help with my dad, with my grandmother, with dealing with grief, with understanding how to work, live with grief, how to, how to live your life daily without having the person that, you, you, you know, your half of my heart's gone. I mean, at this point, my father's died, you know. So um, luckily, I have an incredible mom and an incredible stepdad that's been an incredible role model in my life. And a lot of people don't have that and don't have the support from their family. And they get out of jail and go right back to doing the same thing. And you know, I've had women cry in my chair because their daughter is out doing the same thing. And it's like, I don't even know what to say as an addict myself. I'm doing, I'm out, I'm out because of the same reason. So I respect my mom and my stepdad. I respect my brother. I respect my friends. But I most of all, I respect myself knowing that if I did use again, it's not going to help me. And so at the end of the day, we're in this cycle of like, we're in this crazy cycle of, I'm not sure if, <laughs> okay, there we go. Linda, I don't know what you're hitting buttons, but <laughs> um, we're in the cycle of like, you know, crazy, you know, internal struggle and, and external struggle. And, and it's like, people see this Chad, people see the Chad that's behind the chair. You know, I can promise you, thank you, man. I love you. I can promise you at the end of the day that, that this Chad is a Chad face. There's a lot going on in here that people don't see. And it's not like I hate myself. I love the person that you guys are seeing today but you know at the end of the day when you're in that tunnel and i call it a tunnel of funnel cloud you know the funnel cloud starts and and a little few things pop and fall out i can catch them i'm like Ooh, okay boom 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 all right we're good Whew. and then you know the tunnel, funnel cloud is a little bit faster and five more things start clients start coming to me clients leave clients are starting noticing something's different with chad but they're maybe asking me are you okay i'm like fine i'm good you know no big deal but then knowing that they know but they're still coming to me and supporting me but then it starts getting faster and i've got like five or six things fall apart and these things may be three months five months six months apart and you know towards the end of it you know i had everything lined up and ready to go i came to okeechobee that week 
to literally leave for treatment at the end of that week of the, the 21st. And I say that God stuck his foot out in front of me and said, no, wait a minute. We're going to stop you right there. Because a week prior to that, I had gotten pulled over in Orlando and they had found some things on me and I could have went to jail. The people in Orlando, the, the, the narcotics task force said, dude, what are you doing? You have your, you have my Facebook pulled up on, on the phone. He said, dude, I'm sitting here looking at you. You're talented. What are you doing? And I said, I don't know. I don't know. This is what I've been experiencing. This is what I'm going through. And you know, at the end of the day, he looked at me and he said, dude, go home, get better. He let me go. And I sat in my car that was disheveled from them searching through it for two hours and I cried and I just had to go one more time to make sure that I, you know, I had that one more last hurrah. And then three days later I was arrested in Okeechobee. You know, that was my final straw. That was my God's door to get out of it. And I chose not to. So here I am in front of you as Chad Stokes, hairstylist in front of you as someone that's an addict and has been an addict before in his life. And someone that's ready to stop that stigma of being the addict that everyone sees. I'm ready for it to end. I'm done with it. I'm over it. Um, you know, I've cried out to whoever needs to hear this, you know, here I am in front of you guys knowing and owning my shit. And, um, you know, that's all I can do at the end of the day. And I know people have had a lot of things to say, and I've heard that, you know, I want to just go ahead and say it, I'm a waste of love of life. Well, let me tell you what, I'm still standing after all this shit. So, you know, who's a waste of life is someone that thinks I'm a waste of a life. So that person will never longer be in my life. Um, I'm, I'm, I don't need to hear that. I don't need to, I don't need it. So if you are that person and you think that you don't want what I've got to offer, let me tell you what God walked with people like me. God walked with the people who did drugs and the prostitutes and the people that were bad, because you know what? That's the people that needed him the most. I have a bigger testimony than you ever will. So whoever thinks that that's the case, then leave me. I don't care. I don't need it. I don't need your $50. Thank you very much. Um, so, you know, I want to just address some things about that and also, you know, go into some good things. So this week was awesome. Um, I finally have a treatment center to go to. It's White Sands Treatment Center in Plant City. Um, they were actually the ones that actually denied me at first um, <clears throat> before I even knew about all of this, um, you know, I was just sitting here trying to kind of wrap my head around all of it. And it's just been a lot on my plate. I have lawyers for this and lawyers for that and lawyers for this and treatment and my criminal defense and like it's too much, it's like all the stuff. And it's like, I'm having to kind of deal with it sober and it's like little fine, tiny fires I've had to put out. Well, I get a call from white sands on Wednesday and they said, Hey, we're good to go, but we need $1,900 from you. And I was like, excuse me. Um, I haven't worked. I've been in jail. I've been out of jail for maybe two and a half weeks ahead of my father's funeral. And then I've been slightly working, but not really as to my potential because I'm still kind of mourning and doing all this stuff. And I said, dude, I can give you like six or 700 bucks. I don't have it. And he's like, well, we're going to need the whole thing. And I'm like, well, it's ridiculous. You guys know my story. And I hung up the phone. Um, well, I had a lady in my chair, Denise Armstrong. Thank you, Denise, if you're watching later, please. Um, yeah, well, uh, I mean, yeah, <laughs> I've already got that. I've already done all that too. So, you know, I've been, I've been through this whole program. A lot of people don't know this, but my first time I went to treatment, I went through an entire 12 month program. Um, so like, I know what to do. It's just kind of, it's just kind of a, it's, it needs to be shifted a little bit. You know, everyone thinks that sober living is great, but actually it was kind of a bad situation for me because people that were there weren't as serious as I was. So then it becomes like a, a mixture of like that. So my sober living is with my stepdad right here and, and the person that, you know, has been, you know, friends and stuff. Like I know a hundred percent, I mean, I get you and, and I know that that's part of it and I'm not planning on just doing 30 days and leaving. I'm planning on doing as much as I can. It just, unfortunately, 
is all about insurance and at the end of the day it's all about money and unfortunately I'm one to to be an advocate for that because I'm the one that has witnessed it firsthand of being on that side of the law um, so they did call me they said I owe nineteen hundred dollars and I was like okay well can you accept half payment and they're like no we need the whole thing and I'm like well I'm sorry so I called another treatment center in West Palm I had been talking to for now three weeks okay so this is also between the last three weeks I've probably talked to maybe 12 different treatment centers and that's no lie um, you know, between here and Colorado and Texas, I've been all over, um, you know, I was trying to get as much help as I can and someone that deals with dual diagnosis and having bipolar and having addiction and P PTSD and some trauma therapy and also some healing. I mean, I'm a hot mess and I mean, I'm sitting here telling you right now, um, but it's, it's all fixable and it's all doable. And, um, and you know, thank you, Trina. Thank you, Kelly. You know, all you people that are, are rooting for me, keep it going. Um, I, I need I need that. I need self-assurance. And, and just hearing people say like, hey, love, love you. Give me a hug. Don't ask me how I'm doing again. I already did a video on that. I'm not doing good, but I'm doing okay. I'm doing better than I deserve. And at the end of the day, that's all you can ask for. And, um, you know, it, it um, you know, I was a little bit more in the trenches than some. And so, you know, I, I, this was a huge stopping block for me and something that, that is is was shocking and um so let me finish my story real quick before i get going on the rampage but um they come back at me and i talked to, to retreat they said you know hey you're good you're good you we don't know you don't need any money we're good and i'm like okay great well i'm going to the retreat then so then i get a text from white sands and they're like hey my clinical director said we you could come in for a thousand dollars and i'm like Okay, you know, from $1,900 to $1,000. Now, my max deductible out of my, my, my insurance is $1,900. So I knew I, at some point I'd probably have to pay that. But I just don't have it at this second. Um, and I, I knew I had two more days in the salon. So honestly, like I was like, well, I could probably make it. And at the end of the day, I just kind of was like, you know what? I, I, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I was so torn between all this. So Denise Armstrong was in my chair. She's a lady from Vero. Denise, if you're watching, thank you. She looked at me and she said, so we were kind of all talking about this together. And I said, she said, so Chad, like what? why are you mad? Why are you mad, bro? And I'm like, mm, I don't know, actually. I don't really, really know why I'm mad. And she's like, are you mad because they're like, oh my God, how dare they? Or are you mad because you don't have it? And I'm like, I'm kind of mad because, oh, how dare they? And she said, right. So why not be financially invested and be emotionally invested? Because obviously you already are. And I was like, you know what? Okay. Mm, Tyler. Hey, it's Chad again. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for cussing at you. I'm sorry for getting the phone, but I'm, you know, calling for, for treatment and I can pay the thousand dollars. I don't know how, but we'll figure it out, you know? Um, and so, you know, I just kind of gave it to God and I was like, you know what, at the end of the week, I know I'm going to have exactly what I need to pay my mom's car payments and insurance and stuff that I need to pay her. And then also have the thousand dollars I need for treatment, I guess. So like, whatever, I just was going to let my bank account the rest of this week and just kind of deal with it and just do my hair and make pretty hair and go for it. So cut to Friday yesterday, me and my brother end up at the same spot in my mom's office and we're kind of both in there talking. We're kind of both like, man, I don't know what's going on. And Dustin said, Hey, I just went to, uh, to try to close, you know, dad's account. And they, they said, you know, this or that, the other, and, and we needed you there. And so I was like, okay, well, hold on, let me go and I'll go with you to regions. So we both went to regions and, um, and dad's last pension from his retirement was coming, um, into his account. And so we were like trying to figure all this out. Anyways, long story short, um, I told him, I said, hey, I got to go get my haircut. It's fresh, right? I got to get my haircut. And then, um, hey, you know, I'm here. We're both here. Just do, he can deal with it and I'll go. So I left and uh, I went to get my haircut and then I had to be at the salon at 11. Um, it wasn't until about four hours later I checked my account. And um, do you know that my father, you know, again, remember the $1,000 thing, right? So my dad left me. Well, sorry, Josh. I mean, you have to maybe repeat this, but um, 
I'm not on my bipolar pills right now, so that's why. <laughs> um, my brain's 5,000 RPMs. I don't get any bipolar pills this Anyways, thanks to you for rerouting me from where I need to be. So, thank you, Josh. Anyways, um, watch in slow motion. Um, so, anyways, long story short, um, we end up getting $1,000 in my account from my dad. And it was just kind of like, a, at the end of the day, it was calorie covered. Tyler had called me after... Denise had prayed over me at my salon, walked out the door, closed it, and Tyler called and said, hey, dude, you don't owe us a dollar. It's covered. Uh, so there's that. Um, and so I this was before my father's incident, so got kind of sidetracked. But Tyler called me before I went to the bank, and Tyler said, you don't owe us anything. We can talk to your insurance company, 100% covered. You're good. Then the next day is when we went to the Regents Bank. I didn't know what had happened until about 2.30 the afternoon. I looked at my account, and I was like $1,000 from my father in my account. You're kidding me. So like that is insane. And that's just a little bit of my story as to kind of what's evolved into something that's way bigger than you could even, you can't script it. You can't even ask anyone in the world to create a TV show. That's like this. It doesn't even happen unless you are doing the right thing. And you know, I come on here as someone who's not trying to boast, who's someone that's not trying to say I'm better than anyone. You know, I posted a lot of stuff about God, and, and it's just like, you you know, if you don't know, come sit by me because I'll show you. Because, like, there's no other way in the world to describe what's happened other than that. And Donnie, uh, thank you. Donnie Arnold was one of the paramedics on scene for my dad. I haven't actually even seen you, Donnie, but thank you wholeheartedly for being there. I wouldn't have wanted anyone else there at the time. You know, I appreciate all the work you guys do on the front lines, firework, firemen and nurses. And, you know, it was, it was incredible. The outpouring of, of support from this community that, that is called Okeechobee that no one knows where it's at in the world, but you know, it's so good to be here and I'm glad I was here and I'm glad I was sober for all of this, you know, conspiring and I'm glad I still am. And so, you know, I know that I'm going to the right place by, by just, what happened this week and I just wanted to come on here and kind of tell you guys all about it and kind of be excited with me and and uh you know just kind of reward and and, and rest in that knowing that like I was at my very worst that I could possibly ever be 30 days ago and now my my, my very best situation that I could ever be in and up from here so um I'm and I love you uh, thank you guys uh Thank you, Kim. Um, I just wanted to, you know, throw out some throw throw out some truth to you guys and just show you that, you know, I'm okay. I'm good. I am going to treatment Monday. I am going to finish first thirty days there and then kind of go from there. Thank you, Lauren. Um, you know, thank you guys so much. And um, share this video if you want. I don't care. I just wanted to come in here and kind of show and be my own truth and and kind of live in it for a second because I'm tired of hiding it and I'm tired of 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 kind of j talking around it you know i was arrested i am no better than anyone else in, in you anywhere i am just like you come sit by me at church if you want i don't care what you did yesterday i don't care who you are what color you are my dad always taught me and never said ever ever have i heard my dad talk bad about anyone in my entire life ever and that is the honest to god truth and so I am sitting here to to tell you that it is a possible and you can get better. And I am going to do this for me. I'm going to do this for my dad. And I'm going to do this for everyone in the world that thinks it can't be done. Um, I am living proof that you are not the stigma and I am not the stigma. So, you know, from the future, I am not an addict. I, I am. I was 30 days ago, but I'm not going to be that person anymore that you see. And I will work with the rest of my life if I have to. 
um, to, to prove otherwise. So, you know, if you see me out in public, say hi. I, you know, I'm here. I'm incredibly proud of myself and, and, and just kind of relish in that and, and know that it's going to be a rough road in the next 30 days and probably even 60 and for the rest of my life it's going to be rough. But, um, you know, I can only do me and, and then I can only, you know, right now live hour by hour and sometimes minute by minute and that's okay and that's what you gotta do you gotta do so um at the end of the day i got god i got you guys thank you for the prayers keep them coming thank you guys so much for listening if i talk too fast i'm sorry <laughs> um thank you all so much for your kind words and your inspiration and your your you know just the love that has outpoured from all of this has been incredible so um you know know that that i'm going and doing and set up for the very best I can be and and from here it's only going to go up so I love you guys thank you for watching I appreciate you guys bye wow I'm just filled with so much emotion right now what uh, Chad shared um, with us today is real it's raw it's the truth we all have stuff that we're dealing with. We all have stuff that, um, you know, we don't know if there's going to be a way out. We don't know if there's another option. We don't know how long is this going to last? How long we'll be in this? Or if not us, then somebody we probably know. Um, if we've encountered drugs, alcohol, um, as I say, uh, any kind of thing that you know, kind of happens in life. And that's why myself, D-Rad, Brad, uh, celebrity hairstylist, I want to issue you a challenge. So what brought about and what's on my heart right now is have a challenge. It's called the Come Clean Challenge. So hashtag Come Clean Challenge. I'd love for you to share your story um, and come clean about the things in your life because the best way to bring the darkness out of the darkness is to shed light on it and once you shed light on that darkness the burden that you've been carrying for so long will now be lifted and just to get it off your chest you can message me at info at b hyphen rad celebrity hairstylist.com um, and allow to share your story as chad did you can put it on uh, an mp4 have it recorded and we'll share your story. As I say, join us for the Come Clean Challenge here on the Hairstylist Empowerment Podcast. And I can't wait to see you next time.